0: March 29th, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes, our tribe beat writer. Hoynes, it's the last Monday without baseball, without a a, a real, you know, regular season game. and It's coming up, opening day, Thursday. The Indians have set, ostensibly, they've set their roster pretty much uh, with the moves that they made uh, over the weekend, trading Adam Plutko to free up uh, a spot, Uh, some other surprise moves in the outfield that we'll get into Uh, but we can start going over the roster right from the top. Uh, Just in general, what did you think of the move to trade Adam Plutko? Did you see that coming?
1: You know, it it made sense when I think about it, Joe, because that that Saturday when Quantrill came in in uh, relief of Logan Allen and only pitched one inning, that was a red flag. But I kind of uh, interpreted that, you know, of that that somebody was going to lose a job in the bullpen because Quantrill was going there, and that you know the fourth and fifth spots were going to McKenzie and Allen, and uh, but I you know I, I should have put two and two together because Plutko was out of options, but I thought Plutko was a swing guy you know, and uh, but you know he was out of options. They had decided he wasn't going to make the club, and Quantrill comes in and he's stretched out as well, so he can do both jobs as
0: well. Yeah, essentially you could have read the writing on the wall that that Quantrill and Plutko were competing against each other, maybe not even competing against each other, but the the decision was between the the two of them and you've got control over Quantrill. So you might as well, um, you know, try to move on, try to find a partner and that's not to discredit or dismiss anything that Adam Plutko did for the club over the last few years. He just never really got his, you know, full-time shot to be that guy. Uh, He did sort of at the end of 2019, he was, he was reliable, but but yeah. didn't blow you away. He didn't, he didn't perform the way that some of the other guys who are in the rotation right now did when he did, you know, at that one time get his shot.
1: Yeah, he made, what, 20 starts that one year and uh, did a nice job for him. Uh, but then, you know, they had these young guys come up and, uh, you know, Plesek and, and, and uh, Savali and, you know, of course, Bieber and then you know followed by McKinsey these you know and they kind of you know he they kind of passed him and he got log jammed you know he got into that swing role and you know that's a tough role if you're a starter i think
0: and it's it's tough to break out of and, and prove that you deserve you know that you know fourth or for third spot in the rotation uh as as sort of like a fixture for for Plutko. he was never able, able to really do that uh all right so Over the weekend, the Indians made uh, moves in the outfield. They made some surprising moves on the roster. Let's just go through uh, off the top uh, who's on the roster and who's not. We'll start with the catchers. That's obvious, Roberto Perez and Austin Hedges. And really, uh, one of the big surprises uh, from the weekend, Jake Bowers winning the first base job. I don't don't necessarily know if you want to call it winning, uh, but Jake Bowers named the first baseman. Uh, he's going to get a shot to, to, to sort of keep the job. Uh, Bobby Bradley option to AAA. Yeah,
1: and the, the day Bowers was named starting first baseman, he committed two errors. He got the Bronx cheer from the crowd, and he tipped his hat to the crowd. So that was quite a celebration. He also went 0 for 3. So Jake wow. has to be in a better mood. He should be in a better frame of mind here.
0: Yeah, for, for a guy who just found out that he's going to finally get the shot that he thinks he deserves – uh you know it's pretty interesting that that he would have that reaction to the crowd uh when he kicked a couple of balls in the in that exhibition game uh second base pretty obvious Cesar Hernandez uh third base Jose Ramirez and uh shortstop Andres Jimenez they're going to go with the young guy at shortstop at least against right-handed hitters uh Andres Jimenez is going to get uh
1: the chance to be the the full-time shortstop for the Indians Yeah. He's had a great camp. You know, that whole, the whole infield, you know, outside of first base, Hernandez has had a great spring. He's hitting like 390 something. You know, Jose is coming on. You can tell he's getting ready for the season. Joe, I was watching him yesterday. He made some great plays at third base and he makes them look easy. He makes hard plays look easy. You know, he's, he's really got great hands. Uh, And uh, Jimenez has done everything they wanted at shortstop.
0: I'm really excited to see him play in person. To see him play defensively and just and just follow him with my eyes, I think that'll be a, a treat for for Indians fans when they get to to see just the way that he plays defense uh, from everything that I've seen so far. Uh, Yu Chang gets the utility infielder position, and he's played a little first base. He's he's played in uh, some exhibition games here uh, over at first. Uh, do you think Yu Chang could be an option as a right-handed bat uh, against
1: left-handed? uh, pitchers, uh, for Terry Francona at first base. I definitely think so. He's played there. He's played, uh, he's played some B games there. He's played some, you know, cactus league games. He's had a good spring. He's hitting like 314. Uh, just, uh, you know, I'm glad to get, he's getting a chance. I just don't want to see him kind of die on the vine like he did last year and not get any playing time because you know what happens then. So this is going to be a test for him. Can he, can he do this? Can he play through April, without – with limited at-bats and, and keep the bat going.
0: I, I wonder if they had to get him a first-base glove halfway through camp because he, he didn't come uh, – when he came to camp, I'm sure he didn't come to camp thinking he was going to be playing first base
1: very much. Yeah, I'm sure he borrowed one from somebody or he's got his his representatives. He's probably got two – two like four boxes of gloves in, sitting in his locker right now. He's well, we know that no
0: – we know we know that the top prospect, Nolan Jones, who really doesn't have a position right now, uh, he, he came to camp with five different gloves. So, you know, who knows? Maybe they, maybe they, uh, the players all, you know, bring an extra one just in case. Uh, I got an old first baseman's glove laying around here somewhere. So who knows? Maybe you could give it to him. Yeah, you that would <laughs> work out real well. Uh, Framel Reyes is going to be your DH. I think that was pretty obvious. He is uh, penciled in the uh, starting lineup in right field today just to get him out there and, and get him a, a couple of innings of work in the outfield, because Tito says there's a, uh, a series against Cincinnati early in the season that, you know, he doesn't want to, if he puts Bramill out there in right field, he doesn't want to have him not have played any games out there.
1: Yeah. They're playing the Reds uh, at, you know, under NL rules on April 16th through the 18th. As of yeah. right
0: now under NL rules. We, yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. There could still be an 11th hour reckoning on the, uh, the universal DH.
1: So hide the women and children and uh, go get a Fran mill today. That'll be fun to
0: watch. Okay. And then the outfield uh, listed as outfielders, Eddie Rosario, Ahmed Rosario, Ben Gamble, Jordan Luplo and Josh Naylor. I think uh, the biggest surprise in that outfield mix, uh, they optioned Bradley Zimmer down to triple a and Ben Gamble has made the club as a non-roster invitee.
1: Yeah. Left-handed hitter uh, plays all three, I guess. You know, he's, is he going to be the primary center fielder? I don't know. I, they've, they've got, my head is still spinning. When I, when we ask him about center field, I can't follow him. Rosario is, you know, he's going to play center. Now he's moving back to shortstop. He's going to bounce between the two positions. Gamble has, you know, is a lefty that left-handed hitter, but you know, is he really going to play in uh Comerica park? You know, well, uh, the one thing that Gamble has
0: going for him is uh, he has reverse splits against lefties. Uh, he's a left-handed hitter and he hits left-handed pitching pretty well at least for average so maybe you do stick him you know at the top of your lineup in center field and you just let it go
1: yeah jordan luplo who's 0 for 12 this spring is uh you know has numbers against uh you know matthew boyd who's going to be the the tigers opening day starter thursday um he's been playing center field lately this in a b game he played yesterday uh, Francona said he's an option. So, what do you think the chances are? He's he's out a you know, uh, center field at Comerica Park on Thursday, Joe. I think
0: there's a, a pretty good chance that Jordan Lupolo plays center field in the opener. Uh, I less less likely of a chance that you see Yu Chang at first base if you wanted to try and keep that all all right-handed uh, lineup uh, or as many right-handed bats as you wanted in there uh, po- as possible. Uh, and even less likely that you'd see a Ben Rosario at short, but. You Know all three of those are a possibility at on opening day in,
1: in Francona's first lineup of the season, yeah. And, and that center field at Comerica Park is huge. I mean, you usually put one a rabbit out there, somebody that can run forever and and uh and you know catch everything. And uh, so I don't know if and Luplo's at the bad ankle, but he was he's been moving around pretty well, so we'll see how that works,
0: right? And I think if you ask Jordan Luplo, he'd tell you, Yeah, he can play center field, that's that's one of the things he can do, so you know, he, he won't back down from that at all. Hey, before we get too far into this, I wanted to take a second here and mention a uh, contest that we're running right now uh, on cleveland.com. It's it's actually uh, through subtext. If you join our Indian subtext service, uh, it's $3.99 a month. You can uh, join at joinsubtext.com slash clevelandindians. You can win tickets to our upcoming opening day event, which is always something that uh, the Indians fans like to, to see. We're doing it as a virtual event this year. Hoinsey, myself, uh, Doug Maurice, Terry Pluto will all be involved. We've got some special guests, Indians alumni like Carlos Bayerga and Mike Jackson will also be there. But really, yeah, the first 10 individuals who sign up for Subtext this week, who register for Subtext, it's a free two-week trial. The, the free two-week trial, and you get a free ticket to – the virtual event, Hoinsey, what do they get from subtext? What's, what's one of the benefits here?
1: uh, Joe, it's, if you're an Indians fan, if you're a baseball fan, this is really a cool, cool thing. Uh, Our our subscription list has been growing and you get, uh, you get breaking news, you get, uh, you know, hot tips, you get opinions from Joe and me on, on the Indians, on their roster moves, on the moves they're making. I mean if you're an Indians fan and you want to be locked in be ahead of the uh, ahead of the curve as far as news goes this is this is the place for you.
0: So uh, again that's you can text or myself at 216 208 4346 to sign up for subtext uh, with the Cleveland Indians first 10 individuals that subscribe will get a ticket to this virtual event on opening day the home opener April 5th at I believe noon is the uh, the first time or is is the time it it happens. It's uh, a lot of fun, a lot of uh, uh, giveaways, prizes on uh, April 5th for the home opener. And if you sign up, if you're one of the first 10 to sign up, uh, the free two-week trial here, you can win a ticket to that event. Uh, Once again, it's joinsubtextcom slash Cleveland Indians, or it's just uh, easy to sign up at 216 208 Four three four six. Just send a text message there, and we'll uh, send a message back telling you how to sign up. As far as the pitching staff goes, uh, I think it, it' pretty obvious. The top three in the starting rotation, uh, really easy to to go through. Uh, Shane Bieber at the top, uh, Zach Plesac and Aaron Savali. Uh, those three guys are going to be relied upon to eat innings this year uh, by Terry Francona, and and he came out and said today. Hey, we told the pitchers you know we know we're young we know that there's going to be hiccups we know that there's going to be you know uh, not to not plan for that would be kind of ridiculous but you know they they, they said it doesn't mean they're, they're not going to go out there and compete as hard as they can
1: yeah you know and you know these guys you know Bieber is this is his third year uh, you know uh, police and Savali came up in uh, 2019 they pitched, uh, you know, last year, so only the 60 game sprint, but, you know, so they're, I mean, they, they know what it's about. They know what, you know, that, that their job is to win and both of them, you know, uh, I mean, uh, Bieber, you know, Savali, uh, Plesak, you know, know, know the, the, the role of the starting pitcher is to get as deep into the game as they can. Uh,
0: and when we get to the fourth and fifth starting spots, uh, that's where things get interesting. I guess the Indians aren't going to need a, a fifth starter in, in the, the truest sense until almost mid-April, like the 13th, I believe was, was the first day that they were going to need a fifth starter in the rotation. Uh, so right now you've got three candidates for two spots, most likely uh, out of the three, Tristan McKenzie, uh, Logan Allen, and Cal Quantrill. Uh, we think that Quantrill is going to be that sort of swing man in the bullpen, take that uh, Plutko role of a guy who, if there's, you know, in the first 10 games or so uh, he needs to jump in and get stretched out a little bit, there's going to be an opportunity for him to do that. But the strategy for game four of the season, which is I guess the home opener, uh, looks like they might use an opening pitcher and then possibly go to Logan Allen, uh, open with Tristan and, and go to Logan Allen or open with Allen and go to Tristan. Uh, somehow they're going to divvy that up and, and split that up.
1: Yeah, it's it's an interesting uh, concept. Um, you know, do you go with uh, McKenzie, who has, you know, has had kind of he's up and down. Obviously, his first big league camp, and he's you know pitched like it. He's he's pitched some. He's been ve- he's been really good at ta- at times, and not so good at times. So do you give him the first two innings of that game, and then bring Allen in for you know? The, as the bulk, the bulk pitcher, to, to steal a phrase from uh, the Tampa Bay Rays? And, or do you just let Allen uh, do it in the traditional sense and give him the ball in the, in the top of the first inning?
0: I, th- I think, it, you know, and if it were me, if it were some, if this was the, the, the path that was decided and uh, they were chosen to go down, uh, I might give the ball to McKenzie and just say, go out there. And pitch as hard for as long as you can. The first two innings, we're going to give you six outs, but make it impossible, make it an impossible decision for us to pull you out of the game, come the third inning. If you approach it like that and make it competitive for him to to just say, hey, if you're if you're six up, six down with five strikeouts, you know, make it impossible for them to pull them out of the game. And I think you'd probably get the best results out of that. And then you can bring Allen in whenever you feel comfortable.
1: Yeah, we saw, you know, Tristan in, in the wildcard playoff series, you know, came in and pitched, you know, two solid innings for the Tribe. I think he gave up a bomb, but, uh, you know, he, gave, but, uh, he did a nice job. So maybe that's in the back of the Indians' mind. They've seen him do this before, you know, give him the ball and uh, then uh, bring in Allen, who's, you know, it's just been lights out this whole spring. He's been right. the highlight of camp.
0: All right, well, that gets through the potential starters. Uh, the relievers uh, have been set for a few days now, uh, ever since they told Brian Shaw that he, he was on the roster. Uh, James Karinchak, Nick Whitgren, Emmanuel Classe are, are going to uh, probably get pretty even uh, amount, uh, amount of work between the three of them uh, at the back end of the bullpen, uh, early on at least, until somebody sort of separates and, and takes the job, I guess. For a closer, Uh, Phil Maton, Shaw, Trevor Steffen, Oliver Perez, and Quantrill round out the bullpen there. Uh, So, I mean, that's actually, if you look at it, the potential is there for it to be a pretty decent bullpen if everybody performs up to the the standard by which you you come to expect
1: from some of them. Yeah, I think that might be the strength of the club and the club and that and coming into the spring, you know, that was that was a huge question mark. Mm-hmm. because they had so many holes there um but um you know i it, you know i liked uh, you know i I'm, I'm anxious to see how uh, uh frank uses shaw he says he's going to use him in a wild card role and i'm not quite sure what he me- means by that is that the guy that if there's a jam in the uh fifth inning do you bring him in then or you know do you, you just kind of float him between roles and you know <laughs> i'm i'm glad tito has, has shaved his head because with Karen, <laughs> he is he is gonna he is gonna be a blast to watch, or he is gonna be the most frustrating thing since uh, Bob Bob Wickman to watch because this is you know we saw him yesterday get first two outs and then walk you know load the bases I mean and you know he he goes he's he's a young pitcher a young closer with great stuff but he, he goes hot and cold, man. And it is, it's going to be, a, it's going to be an interesting ride with him. It's 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 all about emotions with this guy. It, it
0: you almost, you don't want to label him the wild thing like that, like that whole situation, but, but it really does ride an ebb and flow on his emotions. If he's, if he's got it together and got it locked in and can throw strikes, he's great. And if he's uh, emotional out there, I think it it, it takes a toll on, on, on his performance
1: yeah you could see him start walking around he starts flipping the ball up in the air you know he's, he's kind of walking around the mound and that that's not a good sign we saw that from used to see that from bartolo Colon, and i always knew it was going to be a long day when when bartolo did that all
0: right well one of the things i wanted to sort of point out here uh last year opening day uh the the rosters i believe were expanded i think there were at 30 there were 30 guys on the rosters last year on opening day. Um, and this year, the rosters will be at 26. But the the turnover 50% of the roster from last year on opening day, there's there if there were 30 guys on the roster, and you got to you got to remember that uh, Zach police was optioned at the beginning of the season uh, to in order to keep him on uh, the, the correct amount of rest. So you throw him in there as an extra guy. But 15 guys are back, and 15 guys are gone from last year's roster. Carrasco to the Mets, Adam Simbers with the Marlins, Clevenger with the Padres, Brad Hand with the Nationals, uh, Dominic Leone was in camp with the Giants, Plutko with the Orioles, Christian Arroyo, I guess, is going to be the starting third baseman for the, uh, or not third baseman, but start, one of the starting infielders for the uh, Red Sox. He had a really great camp. Uh, Freeman was in camp with the Reds. Lindor with the Mets, Santana with the Royals, Naquin with the Reds, Ploiecki with the Red Sox, Greg Allen with the Yankees, he was in camp there, uh, Delano DeShields with the Rangers, and Domingo Santana, I don't see him, I couldn't find a team for him. I think he went to Japan. Uh, yeah, you're right, he, he did, he signed in Japan. So uh, that's, that's a lot of turnover, that's a lot of, wow. of roster turn, churn um and and tino said he's like we know we're young we we know that that's uh that that's something that's you know out there uh a lot of these guys are still with the organization who who uh who, who are with the indians uh aren't even on the club this year like the guys that were on the roster at the beginning of the year uh daniel johnson oscar Mercado, bradley zimmer uh are are not even with the and cam hill's on the uh, the injured list but those guys aren't even on the, the big league club right now. So uh, it's not a lot of familiar faces for fans to, to tune in and see uh, coming up on April 1st in Detroit.
1: Yeah, that's like it reminds me of uh, Mudcat, Mudcat Grant had this great saying. He said, Ball players are like boxcars, they come and they go.
0: <laughs> and if you stand still long enough, some of them can come back around. We yeah, that's exactly well. right. <laughs> All right uh hoinsey we'll uh have more to talk about here on the Cleveland baseball talk podcast the the rest of this week as we get closer to uh opening day uh we're going to process some new stuff uh, about the the covid protocols and we'll get into that tomorrow on tomorrow's show but uh until then we're, we're getting closer we're, we're getting anxious it's uh it's, it's almost time we're, we're almost there